The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And hello, everyone, and wow, what a, what a great time it is to be alive, and I know that so many of you are always pondering about how do I work with that thinking? What is it that gets my thoughts to line up in such a way that I am successful, that I am dynamic, that I really not only am just using words, but that I actually really believe that? Well, we have someone with us today, Greg Reed, that he's literally authorized by the Napoleon Hill Foundation, a name that all of us know and treasure and have learned so much from the writings of Napoleon Hill. And he's going to teach us something that we haven't heard before. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Boy, I'm going to teach you something you've never heard before. That's a, that's a mighty big uh, little goal you got for me. I like that. That's right. Well, we got to keep stretching because we're intentional spirits. So I thought if we set that as the intention today, see, it's going to give us the product, the interested uh, energy that we're coming from and looking for. And speaking of that, how did you get into this line of work? I mean, you've been noted by uh, Bill Clinton as... Uh, a, a sense of gratitude of how you've devoted your time, talent, and energy to fulfill America's too bright promise for all of our people. So I'm going to say that again because I kind of blooped that. You have devoted your time, talents, and energy to fulfill America's bright promise for all of our people. I mean, how did you get to be an intentional spirit? Did you Did you know at an early age that you were going to be a difference maker? I don't know about that. I think I was a troublemaker. <laughs> that makes any difference. And so it was, it, was, it was kind of funny. I just going through a bunch of uh, report cards from back in my youth where it said that, you know, I had a low attention span. I was a class clown. I make up stories. And I got in trouble. And now I get paid a lot of money to be the class clown, make up stories, <laughs> be a troublemaker. And I thought, Kind of interesting how, uh, you know, some things change, but they also stay the same. And the deal with the Bill Clinton is uh, my nickname is the Millionaire Mentor. And people think I mentor millionaires, but I actually uh, work with inner city gang kids in San Diego. Happen to be successful, so as I drive up in a new car, the kids would say, here comes the Millionaire Mentor and became kind of a badge of honor. And so I was nominated for a big award, and that's the letter you wrote. Oh, it's very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, you're out there, out in the field, teaching um, people to work with your thoughts. Um, thoughts are things. And what we focus on grows. And certainly concepts that are very familiar to new thought and metaphysical people. I mean, that's um, kind of how we live and move and, and have our being. But um, you you really delve uh, deeply into the science of it, and and in your book you've actually talked to neuroscientists, cardi- cardiologists, uh, spiritual teachers, business leaders. Um, how did the book come about? 
uh, thoughts or things that you co-wrote with Bob Proctor? Uh, well, the first three words of think and grow rich are thoughts are things. So we mm-hmm. decided to delve into a project where we interviewed everyone from the founder of Holistic Medicine to the guy who started uh, JetBlue Airlines, from Holocaust survivors to the guy who started Ugg Boots, and find out you know how thoughts become real. And uh, you know a lot of people think it's this powerful vibration and whatnot, and there's a lot of that, but the majority of it came down to is thoughts are not things. It's thoughts backed by massive action become things. If thoughts were things, I'd be a slice of pizza because I'm starving right now. That's all I'm thinking about. So when we're done with this interview and I get off my backside and walk across the street and buy a piece of pizza, my thoughts become reality because I took action. And it's the action behind the attraction that makes our dream come true. You got to think it, feel it, but ultimately you've got to do it. You know, it always said God helps those who help themselves. And we've realized that all the greatest things and the greatest achievements, nothing just fell in someone's lap. They had the idea, but they were willing to put in their blood, sweat, and tears and do things the right way in the right order with the right folks. And that's how the miracle came to life. I love the direction and and the way that you've accomplished this because you're so right. There are people that hear the law of attraction and, you know, oh, I just think change my thinking. And they literally convince themselves that they put one photo on a poster board or they do two affirmations and then they wonder why um, their their whole life doesn't completely turn around. So in, in like you're saying, they're really seeking something or someone to do something for them that they, they're not willing to put any uh, action steps uh, forward. And possibly, or they just don't know how. I mean, I'll give everyone the benefit of the doubt because I think in general people are good. So, you know, I'll give you an example. It's, 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 I, I saw these people doing the vision boards, and my buddy John Ross from The Secret had that vision board and then ended up getting that beautiful house and all that. Well, I also realized that it's actionable steps. So I did the same thing, but I did something called coin is king. I got a big giant jar, and I put a photograph of a perfect house that I wanted. It was beautiful ocean view, three-car garage, you know, you know, 4,000 square foot, beautiful ocean view home. And what I did is I plastered it on this jar. Every day I'd come home and I'd reach into my pocket and I'd pull out all my loose change and I'd throw it into that jar. And I was feeding my drink. And then when I'd go to the grocery store and they'd say, hey, you know what? You just saved $3 on your frequent shopping card. I was going to spend it anyway, so $3 went in that jar. If I go to lunch with you and you sit there and say, let me pick up the tab, and I was going to buy lunch, I say, great, how much was it? You say, $42. I say, great, that's going in the jar. And what happens is I show the universe, I show that vibration by taking action. I feed my dream. And before you knew it, we had $17,500 the first year in that jar. And I went, holy smokes, this works. And then that started steamrolling, and I started conditioning myself towards having it. I realize one of the things that people don't understand is you hear the lottery winners lose their money or these sports guys lose their money. It's because they're not conditioned for prosperity. The same way as you wouldn't go on a marathon cold, you'd actually do warm-up, you'd exercise, you'd run a block and then around the block twice until it's a mile and then you work your way up. That's the same thing. So what happens is that all of a sudden if you're in flex with a bunch of prosperity and you're not conditioned for it, you've got you have to get rid of it. You have to go back to your original state. So what happens is the universe will show you every reason why and how you got to go back. On the same note, if you condition yourself for prosperity and you're used to it and you're ready for it, what happens, you build up your endurance so when it comes your way, you're prepared and you can accept it. I think that's how everything works in life. Mm-hmm. Mm, absolutely. That's, that's, that's really powerful. So back to when you were putting the money in the money jar, was it just about every encounter that you had, you would then take that same amount of money and put it in a jar? No, I would do it wherever it was. I call it new found money, meaning I was going to spend it anyway. So, again, I was going to go to the grocery store. I have every intention to buy my groceries. If they told me I'd save money. That money is saved and went in the jar. I, if I thought I was going to take you to lunch and I was going to spend it, 
and you decided to spend it, it went in the jar. And I had that type of attitude. It wasn't even extra. It was just what I was already prepared to do. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, I like to sometimes repeat things because I know some of our listeners are taking notes and, you know, because um, everybody longs to be more or to have better experiences that they're having, especially financially and with their health. And and you don't like from your website, and for everybody, I'm on bookgreg.com bookgreg.com that you also have a a lot of energy and you you look as if you have vibrant health as well well absolutely and you know again it's the action behind the attraction you don't have vibrant health from sitting around eating Oreos watching uh, the uh, you know midday show so you gotta get off the backside and do something to work toward it and it's so funny we just have a simple concept in our family it's be kind to your future self. That's it. It's an old cliche, but be kind to your future self. If I want to be 10 pounds lighter in two months from now, that means i got to put the cheeseburger down today, and two months from now I'll be glad because I was kind to my future self. Same thing with prosperity. If you want you know, a little bit of money in the bank account, even if it's $100, you put two bucks away today, and you be kind to your future self. And the more that we can be kind to our future self and, and have delayed gratification – those are the people that ultimately have the life that they want to live. Mm, that's powerful. I love that. I've actually never heard that before. Be kind to your future self. So, that's Well, there you go. One. You can tell everyone you made it up. No. <laughs> I won't do that, but I'll certainly quote you on that and send it to Twitter and different things because it's really powerful. You know, it's, it's something that's so simple, but it gives you a different paradigm, you know, to work with and from. Um, tell us more about the book. Uh, give us some ideas because it's definitely a book that people will want to have. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, 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 again, that's just one of our books. And I've been in 56 books, uh, mm-hmm. 45 countries and, you know, uh, different languages. So, you know, Thoughts Are Things is a very special book. It's just one of the books and the series of the Think and Grow Rich family. We also did Three Feet from Gold, and we did Stickability and The Road to Riches and all these other ones. And to me, they all kind of flow together because it's all the taking the common sense wisdom of Napoleon Hill from 100 years ago and modernizing it towards today's principles. And I'll tell you, out of all the interviews I've done, one of the greatest ones was the guy who invented string theory. And I asked him a simple question. I said, you know, what makes certain people successful and other people not? And he said, successful people seek counsel and failures listen to opinion. And I said, what's the difference? And he goes, well, think about it. He goes, opinion is based on ignorance, lack of knowledge, or inexperience, like your family, friends who've never done it. He goes, counsel is based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. People have already paved the way. He goes, if you go to someone who's never written a book and say, I'm going to write one, your family friends are going to say, you can't do that. Why not? I don't know. You just can't. That's their opinion. If I go to Mark Victor Hansen, who wrote Chicken Soup, sold 100 million books, and say, I'm going to write one, he'll say, great. Before you get started, here's what you need to know and give you counsel. This guy, John Schwartz, said, if we would spend our daily activities only seeking counsel, and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day your life would change. Mm, absolutely. There, there's no doubt about it. I like to call it the the do-be and the don't-be people in your life, you know. Because Mark Victor Hansen would say, yeah, you do want to write a book. Absolutely. do Go and be that. But you're right. A lot of people with their opinions say you don't want to do certain things, and it's just an opinion. And it is so true how many people listen to other people's opinion. And I've always found that fascinating. You know, people will say to me, well, I'm working with a therapist, and she's teaching me how to be in a love relationship. And I go, oh, yeah? How long has she been in one? Oh, she's she's not. She's she's not not in a relationship. Oh, okay. Has she ever had a successful relationship? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, she's a, you know, blah blah blah. Exactly, exactly what you're saying. Um, it would be a better place if um, if people would seek counsel. Well, amen. But more importantly, it's also in every single thing. You know, people always want a mentor, but you can have multiple mentors in their life. For example, you know, I've got a great tennis 
mentor who teaches me my backhand, but I'm not going to ask him about my financial books. I'm not going to ask my accountant about my love life any more than I'm going to ask, uh, you know, the person that teaches me how to speak on stage, uh, you know, anything about, you know, the, my vacation schedule. So I surround myself with people that are experts in their field, but I have multiple experts. And by doing that, it's amazing to get counsel from all walks of life, all different things. But the secret is what you just said. Surround yourself with people who are getting the results you want. Everyone asks me, said, what's the one thing I can do differently? And exactly what you just said. Surround yourself with people who are already doing what you want to do. A few years ago, my wife and I went to Africa. Now, we live in La Jolla, California, right on the ocean. And the deal is people say, well, how did you go to Africa and climb Mount Kilimanjaro? And the answer is this. I did not ask some surfer kid to take me there. I asked the Sherpa that have climbed it four, five, or 600 times. Wherever they put their boot print, I put my boot print, and I followed their action. And by following successful actions of other people, we climbed not only the roof of Africa, but my wife is the first Filipino woman in the history of the planet Earth to, to actually summit. And I realized when I wanted to write a book, I surround myself with the best-selling authors. When I want to become a public speaker, I said, well, who's the best? Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, Dennis Waitley, Charlie Tremendous Jones, Les Brown. Those are the only people I hung out with. I'm making a major movie right now up in Hollywood. I'm not asking my cousin or my next-door neighbor. I said, who just won Oscars making movies? I called those people up and started hanging out. And by surrounding yourself with people who are doing what you want to do, you literally just cut to the front of the line. Mm, really powerful. Really powerful teaching there. I'm looking well, on your website. Not, not, yeah. Go ahead. I'm saying it's not rockets. It's just kind of common sense, you know, and it's so interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, here's the people that are getting ready to start sending emails and stuff. You know, how do you get in touch with these people? The most successful people are also the most available. I'll say it again. The most successful people are also the most available. If you're brand new at something, you're happy, go lucky, you're fresh, you're cool. If you're at the pinnacle, the top of your field, you're happy-go-lucky, you've got nothing to prove. When you're in the middle, pain in the neck. You're filled with ego, you're edging God out, you're finding your own voice. So the secret is to literally catapult yourself, jump to the front of the line. In school, you get in trouble because if you jump to the front of the line. In today's society, I'm recommending people do that because you'll be amazed the miracles that will start unfolding. I'm looking forward to talking more about uh, stickability with you. I, I think that's such a strong concept when you're referring to the Think and Grow Rich book. And I'd like to delve into some of the key values that you offer in, in the book. It, it's very exciting. If you're just coming on with us, I'm talking with um, Greg Reed today. He is a powerhouse. He is an author of lots of books. You can go to his website, bookgreg.com we'll be right back after this short break Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics giving to the network is now easier than ever simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way-shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done 
and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. The base of all life is the infinite wellspring of source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. I'm talking with uh, Greg Reed, who definitely is an intentional spirit. He's teaching success techniques to millions all over the globe. He has several tried-and-true ways in which he has become the millionaire mentor. He teaches people the concept three feet from gold. Um, He is really lining up with how to teach people to be successful and how to stick with it. Uh, Greg, you were talking about, and we alluded to before the break, the power of your book regarding stickability. Uh, so many people get new ideas or get ahas and you know great moments, but how do people stick with that? How, how do they continue to be dedicated to what they really want in their lives? Yeah, I think it goes down to you know uh, knowing exactly what it is that we want, and then being flexible to adapt and adjust along the journey. It's interesting, when we were doing stickability, the first person I interviewed was a guy named Marty Cooper who invented the cellular phone. And I said, you know, what does stickability mean to you? And he says that stickability has to be parallel with flexibility. If you're not willing to adapt and adjust, you'll get stuck. And he told a story about a spider monkey. He said in the rainforest, a spider monkey is the most quick, nimble creature. You can't harpoon it or catch it. It's too wiry. One hunter figured it out. He took a heavy log, drilled a tiny hole inside, and left it at the base of the jungle. He dropped a peanut inside the hole and walked away. The monkey would smell the nut, come down from the tree, reach his hand inside the hole, and grab a hold of that nut. Well, his fist becomes so big, he can't pull it back out and become anchored to the log. Now, all he's got to do is let go, but he thinks that nut is saving him. So what happens is a hunter comes by an hour later, captures the elusive spider monkey. Now, the moral is, are you holding on to your own nut in life? But it could be in the form of a job or a car or a deal. And what we think is saving us, just like that monkey thinks that nut is saving him, could literally be leading to our own demise. Sometimes we have to have the courage to let go so we can regroup and fight another day. Mm, That's powerful. The power of uh, perseverance. (laughs) Yeah, that is the power. uh, The power to persevere is to know what you want and have the ability to adjust and adapt along the journey. It was interesting. I remember talking to Truett Cathy, who founded Chick-fil-A restaurants, and I said, you know, you're a billionaire, and I want to be a billionaire. What do I do differently? And he said, that's easy. He goes, stop planning. 
And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, look, if you want to get to the end of the street and that's your goal, you have to get off your backside and take action and move towards that goal. He goes, a planner is going to plan every step where they're going to pause and take a break. He goes, for me, I look for opportunity. He goes, did a kid leave a skateboard or a bicycle out and make my journey short? He goes, if I get real lucky, I'll wave down a neighbor and I'll hitch a ride to the end of the street. He goes, either way, I'll get to my goal. I just don't really mind how it has to happen. And I realize that most successful people, they don't get caught up on the house. What they do is they have a goal, a destination, and then they find the solution to make that dream come true. Hmm. Of all the books you've written, um, which one would you say is the one that carries the most passion for you, either because of a special incident in which you were led to write the book? I mean, you have a lot of books out in the marketplace, many of them that are bestsellers. Yeah, I'd say the uh, my favorite book of all time, it's, you know, it's almost like picking your favorite kid, but it would be uh, it'd probably be Three Feet from Gold. You know, that was such a wonderful journey, and it goes down to the story from Three Feet from Gold in Think and Grow Rich, where literally a, a guy named R.U. Darby goes out west, has gold fever, founds a hole, digs in it, discovers a couple nuggets. He goes home and tells his family and friends so they can buy equipment and pull it out by the truckload. The first ore cart came up, and it was filled with gold, and then it ran out. There was no more gold. They kept digging, but all the gold was gone. Defeated, he walks out of the mine and sees a junk man walking by. He says, hey, man, give me $200. I'll sell you this mine and all the equipment. I quit. I'm going back home. The junk man, realizing the equipment was worth thousands, said, of course, you got a deal. The, you know, are you Darby just goes home defeated. Well, the junk man goes to a local engineer and says, what happened? You know, this guy hit gold and ran out, and the engineer starts laughing. He goes, that's mining 101. Everyone knows that gold runs in a straight line. It's called a gold vein. He goes, what this Darby did is he came in one side, hit the gold, and popped back into dirt. He goes, just go back to where they discovered the vein, go three feet, 90 degrees the opposite direction, just go up, and you'll tap back into it. Not only did the junk man pull millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars out, but that's what fills Fort Knox today. And the moral is, hey, how many times have we or someone we know, you know, quit one class short from a degree or sales or marketing? And it's the people that persevere, that keep going when they're three feet away, that come out on top. That's really cool. That book, again, is Three Feet from Goal. Sounds like one that all of you out there can truly benefit from. Um, Greg, what are the three causes of failure? You know, Napoleon Hill was credited for, you know, all his personal achievement, talking about success and prosperity. And he says, you know, all that aside, he goes, if you do these three things, you're guaranteed to fail. One was procrastination, putting off till tomorrow, you know, what you could do today. Another was having an unpleasing personality, meaning if you're a jerk, (laughs) people are not going to be too enthusiastic to follow what you're doing. And last but not least was quitting. You know, it's impossible to have your dreams come true if you give up three feet from gold. So the whole key is that those are the three causes of failure that hold people back the most. When we, when you say things like um, with your uh, verbiage on your on your website, bookgreg.com, um, I think one of the subjects that that people tend to talk about just on the surface is fear. Uh, You literally refer to it as the ghost of fear. As you've worked with so many people and written, is it 28 books and uh, traveled all over the world, Um, if you hold, ask everybody who's afraid and what's stopping you is fear, just about every person raises their hand. Um, what is the answer? How, how do we push through that? How does that go from just being a true legitimate challenge for so many people being successful that they're able to just keep moving and keep walking through it? Well, it, it's called to do a duck dive. Uh, you know, again, I live here in La Jolla that's right along the ocean, and I mm-hmm. see these surfers go out there. Now, imagine if a big, giant, you know, 10-foot wave was coming your direction, 
and you had a surfboard and you got afraid and scared and you held onto that board, as soon as the wave crumples over you, it's going to push you to the bottom and break that surfboard in half. And that's what most people do. But a good surfer, an expert, they do a duck dive. What they do is they take the tip of the board and they go right into the belly of the wave. And they go right underneath it and pop right back on the other side. It's super simple and easy. It's just like a duck would do when a wave is coming their way. And I realized that most successful people, that's how they get over their fear. They go right into it. It's called do the hardest thing first and the rest will be easy. So my mentor, Dave Corbin, when it comes down to writing, he has something called illuminate. And he says you've got to accentuate the positive and illuminate the negative, meaning nowhere in PMA, positive mental attitude, and personal development does it say we have to ignore reality. So it's the people that can illuminate what's wrong and put a spotlight on it, it gets rid of it quicker than you can shake a stick. It's interesting, recently I, one of my books, I don't remember which one of them, but I think whatever it was, uh, someone wrote a real horrible review on there, and it says, like, this book sucks. And so what happened is I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what did people see that someone said this horrible thing about my book? And I, I thought about it. I said, no, I got a duck dive. I got to I got illuminate. So I sent an email to 35,000 people on my mailing list and said, hey, 148 people think my this book is amazing. One guy says it sucks. Here's the link. What do you think? And what happened is by putting a spotlight, so many people not only went there and came and rallied behind my cause, but more importantly, it became a bestseller again because I put a spotlight on it and everyone started telling their friends and whatnot and passing it around. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if we didn't have to live in fear, we actually embraced it and head towards it, realizing that fear is just false evidence appearing real. What a powerful story. <laughs> and I'm sure so many people are relating to you because we've all had that happen as an author on Amazon, you know, that and if you follow the person that wrote the negative thing, you see that they've done that just for every book they've read out there in the field. But, wow, what a way to address it and, and just even go further and deeper um, from doing that. Good for you. That's awesome. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and then what's interesting is that we can do that for everything. If you're going out on a first date and you got a big old temple and you're nervous about it, as soon as you knock on the door, you say, let's get this out of the way. Kilimanjaro's right here on my nose. You both laugh about it. You don't have to hide it for the rest of the evening. The quicker that we can duck dive, the quicker we can deal with our situations, it's amazing. You know, the number one fear that holds people back is the fear of criticism, what other people think. There's a coffee mug at Disneyland that says, you know, what would you do if you could not fail? Where's the other thing? What would you do if you didn't care what other people thought? Could you imagine? Could you imagine what you're capable of if you did what you wanted to do and didn't care what other people thought. And it's, that's the number one thing that seems to hold people back. They're afraid to write that book because people might put it down. They're afraid to start that business because they might tell them they can't make it. They might, and it's so interesting. But it's the people that act in spite of that fear. Those are the people that we're telling stories about today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the terms that, that you use that I, I haven't heard uh, before, well, there's a lot of them, obviously, which is why you are a bestseller. But one of them is um, how to conquer your cul-de-sac moments. What is that? Well, I interviewed a really cool cat. His name is Gary Goldstein. He's a movie producer who did uh, Mothman Prophecies and Under Siege and Pretty Woman and all those things. He was just staying at my house this weekend. And we were talking, and I says, you know, did you ever get turned down with your movies? He goes, every one of them. He goes, I goes, I'll never forget. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I pitched my, you know, my, my films to every single studio. Everyone turned me down. And the final one, they sit there and says, you know, they go, this is it. This is my last one. And he goes, it was my cul-de-sac moment. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, think about it. Once you go in a cul-de-sac, there's no way out. <laughs> you you're, you got to set up shop. And there's no through street. And he goes, sometimes you have to have that cul-de-sac moment where you go in knowing there's no retreat. And he says, I sat there at the studio, and I said, I looked at him dead in the eye and says, I respectfully, I pass on your path. <laughs> they go, what? And they go, yeah. He goes, we pass on your movie. He goes, well, I respectfully pass on your path. And they go, you can't do that. And he goes, well, I just did. And he goes, let me tell you why. And sat down and explained why these films need to be made. And by doing that, 
created motion picture history. And I realize that sometimes we have to have that cul-de-sac moment where we set up shop and we don't take no for an answer as well. Sometimes no is just the starting point. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so right, though. When we see so many people out in the field, especially the people that are always concerned about criticism or rejection, when we look at other people that have actually made it or are doing great things, we, we tend to think they just they got there in a few days. Um, we're not aware of the journey and all the no's and all the, the problems, the rejection that they've had along the way i've always loved the story about the beatles you know when they were told that that clangy clangy kind of music was never going to amount to anything (laughs) so yeah that's great cul-de-sac moment Mm -hmm. i can that has something around it that's very very powerful and we've all had those that's for sure Uh, well you know one of the uh great takeaways when talking about that movie business. It's so funny because I'm making my, like I said, my first major motion picture. I interviewed the founder of Frank Shankowitz. He started something called the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I'm sure you've heard of it. And, oh, yeah. And I, I, I sat him down and he's 72 years old. And I said, Frank, I go, you know, what's your wish? And he goes, no one's ever asked me. I go, how is that possible that you've granted all these wishes and no one's ever asked you? He goes, no one ever did. I said, well, what is it? And he says, well, I want my story to be told. This is great. I go, well, I'm going to make your story into a major feature film. I go, just sign over all your life rights. I'll go make it happen. I said, the only challenge is I've never made a movie. (laughs) So he he trusted me for some reason. And like I said, I said, okay, well, since I know nothing about this industry, rather than pretend I do, uh, surround yourself with people who are getting the results you want. I said, okay, well, who won the Oscars? Who cast the major films, who does all this set designs, who, and those are the people we reached out to, and by doing so, built the dream team, and now uh, we're getting ready to make this major feature film, uh, basically by putting the right people in the right place, in the right order, and making this guy's dream come true. And I realize that's the same for any business, any dream, any goal we have. If you are an artist and you want to be a more successful artist, well, stop hanging out with your family, friends, and start hanging out with successful artists. Go where art shows are. Go where people are, they're, they're stuff's in the galleries. Ask those people. Get them to mentor you, and you'll be amazed what will start happening. That is so cool. Well, that's a movie that we're all going to be tuned in and look forward to. Are we a year or two out from that? Yeah, we'll be making it probably in the next six months or so, but then it takes another year after that. It's called An American Hero, and the whole concept is that anyone can be a hero. You know, if this guy was a 40-year veteran police officer, never took a penny from the foundation, and realized for himself, he goes, look, if a, a cop had to rub two nickels together just to grant one kid's wish, and he goes, what excuse do we have of making a difference? Everyone can make a positive impact on this planet. No excuses necessary. Mm, I love it. Oh, wow. I already see that as being a mega success. That That's wonderful. Good, good for you, Greg. Um, we're talking with Greg Rig, Reed. You can go to his website, bookgreg.com, and he has somebody to know and somebody to read about and get started right away because he has lots of great books for you to pick from. Thank you, all of you, for your ongoing support to Unity Online Radio because of you we're able to be featured in countries all over the world. If you're enjoying this conversation today, please join me at unitycampus.org or templehays.com. We'll be right back after this short break. Do you ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, 
providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. At Metaphysical Rock 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. Greg Reed, you are known as a master storyteller, and obviously with all the books that you've written and the life you've lived, um, you have some stories to tell us. Um, Share some of your favorite stories with us. You know, the one that comes to mind is the first interview I ever did, and his, his name was Dave Linegar. You know, people don't know his name, but you'll know his business he started. And he wanted to get into real estate back in the 70s, and I said, you know, was it hard? He goes, it was brutal. He says, all the money ran out, the other economic collapse. He said, for two years, every phone call that came in was from a bill collector. He goes, I was so embarrassed when the phone would ring, I'd run across the hall and pick it up so my secretary wasn't put in the middle. Said the third year, it got so bad they threw me in jail, called me a fraud. And I said, What'd you do? He says, I took my attitude from trying to prove, you know, everyone else wrong to prove myself right. He goes, I wasn't who people are making me out to be. He said, I had the courage to pick up the phone and call the bill collectors back and say, I'll be honest, all the money's gone. I don't have 50 grand. I owe you, but he goes, I got $50. He goes, I'll send it to you with a promise. I'm not going to quit. He says, I called every bill collector every month. Until finally the fourth year, someone believed in me and bought the first business, and that's called Remax Real Estate. And he goes, you know, I'm nothing. He goes, but how many people's lives were changed because I wouldn't quit? And how do we know that someone listening to this call right now isn't about to give up on their own dream because Visa was calling them this morning? Mm. That's really powerful. It's interesting going on this journey and meeting amazing people. And, you know, I realized that, you know, people are just people. One guy, uh, John Hope Bryant, who started Operation Hope, you know, he's a homeless guy and turns into a $400 million nonprofit. And I said, you know, how in the world did you do that? And he says, it's easy. He goes, I went from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. <laughs> I went, what? He goes, I went from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. He goes, I knew eventually, you know, I'd get where I wanted to go. You know, billionaire uh, Paul J. Meyer said to me, he goes, your success is in direct proportion to your willingness to handle a no. He says, if you're willing to ask enough ladies out, eventually you'll get a date for the dance. He goes, that's the way life is. He goes, so many people, back to that fear, worry about what other people will say or other people will think, where successful people know you just keep knocking and eventually that door will be open. Are you glad you chose the life you did? I believe that the, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm keep torn. I keep saying how, you know, I masterfully uh, crafted this lifestyle, yet on the same note, I'm sure it's divine intervention. So, you know, I don't know how much credit I can take. I will say this, that we are where we choose to be. Meaning if, you know, you're in a bad relationship, well, too bad. You're the one who put yourself there. You can get out. You know, if you're financially despair, too bad. You're the one who overbought stuff. Stop doing that. 
And it's minus people with, you know, horrible diseases that there's nothing I can do to help. The realities are we can change almost every situation that's before us. And if we want something different, then just do something different. That all comes down. And it might be not today, but if we start being kind to our future self and just take small, actionable steps today, eventually when that future self greets you, they're going to be glad that you did the things today. What do you feel are some of the people that you met out there in the field and mentored and coached? Um, what would you say are a couple of your favorite stories that have actually changed you? Obviously, this new movie is doing that. I mean, that's pretty fascinating that here's a guy that makes people's dreams come true. And in his life, nobody's ever asked him about what is his dreams. <laughs> I only relate to that in a simple way that one time I introduced, uh, interviewed a, a jazz teacher for children and I wanted, I asked him why was he interested in teaching children and he said in his 23 years nobody had ever asked him that and I said well to me that's the most important question, you know, is why are you interested in working with children and what makes you like working and teaching children? That is pretty profound when you think about it that nobody's ever asked the guy What's your wish? <laughs> What's your dream? Yeah. And, 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 I look, and I look at it as how cool is it that I get to be the guy to grant the wish of the guy who started the Make-A-Wish Foundation? <laughs> I go, you know, God is good, right? And, and so uh, it, it, it's a pretty unique and, uh, and cool opportunity. I mean, I've had a chance to meet amazing, you know, cool cast along the, the, the journey. And, you know, each person is a little bit different. I remember, you know, having my brain just, like, exploded talking to the guy who wants to build an elevator to space. And I got to sit down with the people that started Chuck E. Cheese, you know, restaurants where everyone said he was crazy. And he says, you know, imagine. He goes, I wanted to bring a rat as a mascot into a restaurant. He goes, everyone said I was out of my mind. He goes, I was turned down quicker from every single human being on planet Earth until the founder of Atari wrote the first check just to get me to stop talking about it and went on to become a, a national icon. And I realized that that's what people do. And, it, you know, people see it, there's first there's a dream, and then there's a challenge, and then there's victory. Unfortunately, most people quit through the challenge. And, and I realized for myself, it's the people that persevere, that have the courage to succeed. Those are the ones that, uh, you know, that get what they want. I mean, ultimately, the courage to succeed is the courage to get started. And once you get started, to have the courage to simply not quit. Mm-hmm. Have you had some major, through this, this work, would you say it's tremendously changed you? Or have you always been willing to face your fears? And obviously, if you've never done a movie, you're facing something big right there. But it sounds like you've just developed a formula that uh, it's very clear and evident to you that you just know how to pull a team together because the team is right. is, is one of the the biggest things. Did it take you a while to develop kind of that formula that automatically you just always knew, i got to have the right people or I'm going to be working with this yeah. concept for a very long time? Yeah, I think it's one of the things you learn along the way, and it's interesting, I, I do a private event, we're, we're getting, everyone's coming into town now, I get hundreds of people from around the world coming in, it's called Secret Knock, there's no real, you know, email or phone number, it's just Secret Knock, and what happened is that people kept saying, how do I meet your friends, how do I have those associations, so I started doing this event, where we pre-screen everyone that comes, and it's just the the coolest people, the coolest people, and I bring the people like we're talking about all together in one place at one time. Talk about a mastermind of brain trust of folks like this. And everyone shares exactly what they're going through, but instead of from coaches and mentors and authors, you actually get to sit down and learn from the people who did it. So next week, I, today I got a guy flying in, Ron Klein, who invented the credit card, the magnetic strip, and I said, you know, how did you do that? How did you change banking? How did you... How in the world does that person do that? And he says, it's easy. He goes, you see a challenge, and you look for the solution, and then you come up with the answer. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, back in the 60s, he goes, if you wanted to buy something at Macy's, they gave you a 
a plastic card with raised numbers and letters. They check that number against a bunch of other like pieces of paper, and if your number wasn't on there, you had good credit, you could leave, and they put it in a machine, and they'd scan it, go ka-ching, ka-ching, and take a, a, like an imprint of it. He goes, he goes, there's a way to put smarts in that card, and reel-to-reel tapes were the cool thing. He says, so I took a strip of magnetic tape, put a number on it, and I impregnated it on the back of the card. He goes, but I had to create a reading device to read that number. That's why when you put your card through the swiper machine, you've got to get it that exact speed because it has to be the speed of the reel-to-reel tape that's still on the back of that card. <laughs> it's fascinating, isn't it? As they always say, there's never a problem without equally. There's a, a solution right there in front of the people that are willing to be creative and and willing to look at it. Well, what is next for you? You're you're doing a a, a film, The American Hero, right? The uh, The American Hero. That's the correct title, so we can all be looking for that. What's on the uh, the next horizon for you? Well, I I just gonna I'm writing a new book uh, right now. It's it's called Think and Grow Rich: The Magic Key with my co-author Sharon Lecter, who. Uh, is an amazing, amazing person. And so we're, together we're going on a journey to interview people like the Queen of Serbia to the founder of GoDaddy and Intel and all these amazing people. And I'll find out their story for their secret sauce. So the journey is just going to continue. And then most importantly, Secret Knock. I mean, we're, we're just, uh, this is my baby. This is one of the coolest things. Uh, you know, it's, it's such a unique opportunity to introduce my friends to other friends. I, you know, so many people are literally three feet from gold. They have the idea. They have the dream. They have, they're willing to work hard. They're willing to do this, but they don't have the right connections. So my goal is to connect them with the right people that can just give them that leg up. So that's why I enjoy doing Secret Knock. The next one, like this one's completely filled up, sold out. Uh, the next one we're going to do in spring, I'm going really small. So it's going to be only 65 people and we're going to do it in my private estate overlooking the ocean in La Jolla. And the idea is that to bring in the world top thought leaders who've actually done it, where you go face to face, knees to knees, and they share with you and they actually mentor and coach and work with you. And I thought, to me, that is what I don't want to build. I think that's my legacy is to connect people and give them that right association so that they can have anything they want. Mm. It's really powerful. Well, thank you so much for, you know, the work you're doing in the world, Greg. Um, just really great getting to know you and, and hearing about you and your passion for life and making sure that everybody can accomplish all that they, they dream to be. Um, go to his website, everyone, bookgreg.com, and find out more about him and how to stay in touch. As he says, we all deserve success. It's your turn. And he not only states that, but believes it very passionately. The best to you, Greg. Thanks for everything. And again, thank you for being on our show. Absolutely. Keep smiling. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Ever notice that there might be something not right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as a knocking, an inner stirring, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we're living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, Join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with ordained Unity Minister Rev. Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility. Every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio. I want to make a move right now, though I don't Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it. And according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. 
Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tollison. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.